How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I am your host, Thomas Pimlin, joined live on Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, by none other than Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to the people. I'm back. A little week hiatus, a little week vacation with the boys, and uh, I'm back. Yeah, Ben, we... Yeah, it's glad to have we're glad to have you back, Ben. We missed you after the uh national championship game and to talk to the game talk the picks last week. We still put your analysis on the games from what you texted me, but we got him back, guys, and we'll have his analysis for this weekend's games as well. We got a nice little slate for us, but let's get down to it here, guys. We will have an NBA topic later on in the podcast. Those of y'all who follow me on Twitter can probably guess what it is, is I've been hyping this team up for all week now, all week last week and a little bit this week. But we got to talk about what all played out, Ben. I mean, this is probably we'll, – we'll talk about this generally before we get into the real topics. I mean, Ben, usually I said it when we were in the green room right here. Usually the underdogs do a pretty good job by covering and winning outright this week. And we only had one underdog win outright. Do you? I mean, did you, the games are, were kind of, you know, boring. I mean, what did you think about all that? And it wasn't a surprising underdog. I mean, I think the public's – favorite dog was easily the 49ers if I had to mm-hmm. guess um it's it's the teams that were prone to make mistakes in the regular season they're not as consistent it just proved out to be that way they didn't play consistent football right so yeah. like the Eagles the Eagles they were playing great football because they were running on everyone they had to play like the number one rush defense in the NFL yeah I mean so if you if you're successful running against the Bucks, it's it don't it's a rare thing um Jalen really, really struggled in the past game. I even tweeted out at some point. I was like kind of half joking because obviously yeah. this is not how you run a franchise, but like being down 17 0 at half and getting the ball back, I jokingly tweeted I'd put Minshew in. <laughs> and I was only half joking because, like, yeah, I mean, keeping Jalen in that game when he wasn't throwing the ball well, he was missing guys, he was throwing interceptions, they couldn't run the football. It just, I didn't think Jalen could come back in that game. Um, they didn't obviously. Then you go to the Cardinals. The Cardinals all year made stupid coaching decisions and, and inconsistent play once DeAndre Hopkins um got hurt. And it was the same thing. I mean, they looked terrible. They couldn't protect Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was completely phased whenever pressure was coming out. I mean, yeah. I don't blame him. Aaron Donald's a big dude, Von Miller's a big dude. Um so, I mean, those two matchups, I think a lot of people thought the underdogs would compete, and they absolutely did not. You know, we'll talk about, I think we'll talk about next, like who we were impressed with, but like Pittsburgh and Kansas City was a terrible matchup. That game, I mean, Big Ben even came out and said that they were probably going to lose. So, yeah, it is what, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, before we talk about um, which team we were most impressed with and whatnot, let's talk about just the season and the playoffs in general. Ben, are you a fan of having the extra playoff game and of the 18-game season? You know, I feel like that this topic needs to be brought up just because of the shitty product that we just saw out on the field this weekend. I am fine with it as long as the players are fine with it. More football is better football, um, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. as long as the players are okay with it, with player and health, uh, health and safety stuff, then – I'm okay with it. Obviously, the league wants it for money purposes, but yeah, if the players got no problem with it, I have no problem with it. If they had a problem with it, I would probably have it. like I'm on the player side completely on that topic. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna agree with you, Ben. You know, I've I've thought about it some. You know, there's some points in time where I was like, dude, this NFL season's dragging out. It feels like it has no end to it, but. 
I'm going to agree with you on this one. You know, I really think that why not? You know, or can we honestly, Ben, we went through a pandemic. We didn't have any sports. Can we really complain about having too much sports? You know, like nope. it's the same thing with these games being uncompetitive. Like there's some people texting me and they're like, dude, they need to do away with this extra playoff team. These games suck. And, you know, I thought about it at first. I was like, you know, you don't have a bad point. And then I sat there and thought about it for a second. I mean, last year, the games are great, you know, like across the board. I mean, think about it. We got one of the best games of the year. Yeah. And, you know, if Raiders and Chargers. Exactly. And if the Colts had ended up winning, you know, or if the Raiders and Chargers had tied, I mean, there was definitely more competitive teams in Pittsburgh. And, you know, if you don't like those teams being there, then maybe your team should have won more games and made the playoffs. It's not like they didn't have 18 weeks to try to make the playoffs. So that's on them at the end of the day, you know, I mean. I'd say that the AFC probably had two teams that could have been in there to make it more competitive. But at the end of the day, I thought everything went down just, just fine. I mean, I'd, I'd say we had a pretty good week 18 this year. You had Jacksonville knock out a playoff team. Mm -hmm. You had the saints win in the early window and have to wait to see if they would get in. Um, The Pittsburgh Baltimore game was, was crazy. Uh, You had Houston trying to take away the Titans one seed. Yeah. And, and then uh, the Chargers game that we mentioned earlier. So, like, I thought we had a pretty great week 18. No, I agree with you completely. I mean, it, a lot of times the last week of the season sucks. But on top of that, too, I'm not even mad about having an uncompetitive first week of the playoffs because at the end of the day, we get all the best matchups we could possibly ask for in the second round. Like, I don't think there's any team that we would have rather had here to match up against anyone. I think we're getting all the best matchups. Like, did you, would you rather watch Josh Allen and the Bills play Kansas City or would you rather watch Mac Jones and the Patriots? Come on now. <laughs> um, yeah, Josh, let, Josh Allen. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather watch probably my two favorite quarterbacks in the league go at it, except for Matt Ryan because he's not in the playoffs anymore. But anyway. Let's talk about some terrible coaching decisions, Ben. We saw some Mike McCarthy make a ton of them. We saw Cliff Kingsbury make a ton of them. Um, which coach do you think should be more on the hot seat, and do you, and do you think this co- the coach that you have more on the hot seat should be fired? Uh, I'm going to go with Kingsbury. And I, okay. I was harsh on McCarthy on Twitter because he's an idiot. The, <laughs> honestly, I said everyone with an offensive headset, everyone that could hear the yeah. play, and that's including Dak Prescott. I'm calling you an idiot for thinking you could run that play. Um, and Dak not sliding earlier. But I'm going to go with Kingsbury because, I mean, I just saw, like, a tweet today that just – his last, like, four years at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. the way he finished, he was terrible, always had a losing record. In the past four seasons with the Cardinals, he's had a losing record in the second half of the season. Like, this guy, when, when the going gets tough, he, he doesn't shine in the bright lights. He's not – yeah. He's not as good as the – I mean, he's just – his teams don't win. And I think part of the blame is also on Kyler because um, he's been in some big moments and he's kind of come up short in a lot of them. But it's also on the coach. It's it's the product of the coach and duo, and I'm not getting rid of Kyler Murray. So, M- Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys got better. Like, Dan Quinn made the defense better. Mike McCarthy made the yeah. overall team better than they were last year. I don't know if you can say Kingsbury got better. He got better players and the same result happened. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one, Ben. I think that Kingsbury should be the coach to go. I will say this, though. I blame all those penalties and being penalized so much pre-snap on Mike McCarthy. I feel like it all comes down to Mike McCarthy, especially when you have so many pre-snap penalties like that. I feel like that's really on coaching when you see undisciplined teams play undisciplined football, which leads to all that. Because I mean, 14 penalties. Yeah, it was absolutely inexcusable. And, I mean, they're the second most penalized team in the league. I will say this, though. 
I've been saying for, since the Mike McCarthy was hired, I didn't think he was the right guy for the job, and I thought he's a terrible head coach. So at the end of the day, it, I mean, it kind of is what it is there with Mike McCarthy. You know, you kind of knew what you were getting out of him. But, you know, I think Cliff Kingsbury has to go for all the reasons he said. There was a stat I saw today on Twitter that said that uh, he's basically showing Cliff Kingsbury's teams on the back half of seasons in college yeah. and in the NFL, and they just don't perform it's at bad. all. I think Kingsbury would have been a better guy to be an offensive coordinator. I personally don't think he should be the head coach. I mean, if you're Arizona and you really want to run it back one time, I mean, might as well give him one more shot and bring it, try to bring in like a game management guy or something. But I just don't think it's there with Kingsbury. I think he needs to go in Arizona. I think it's the only way for the Cardinals to change things up. Um, Yeah. Clock management for both of them is just so bad. Yeah. Also, too, the point you made. Do you give Kingsbury a second, a little bit of of a of a second chance? Also, too, because that you know his top guy was was not able to play in the game, which is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, we've seen how different the offense is with him in there. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a difference maker. He's, in my opinion, he's the second best uh, second best receiver in football, right behind Devontae Adams. But you know, I. I don't know. Like the way they lose games, it's almost like DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't have mattered. Like, I mean, I can just think back to a couple Cardinals games this year where it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like he gets trashed on Twitter more often than not. They get that everyone gets trashed on Twitter, but like, it's like NFL analysts are like, I don't understand your decision at all here. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with you completely, man. I think Cliff Kingsbury's in over his head. I mean, he, it was a, this was like a puzzling signing, even when he got the head coaching job to begin with, because he was a below average head coach in college. So I just think that the inevitable has happened and it's time for Cliff Kingsbury to get out of there and get the boot. Um, We'll see if anything happens in the next coming days. So it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Then time for the big question. Who's the most impressive team you saw this weekend out of all the impressive performances we watched? There's definitely a couple. Um, I, I I'd say the Rams. Um, when you get when you play a divisional opponent, and I know that the Bills also did this, um, but the Rams playing a divisional opponent uh, for the third time, and they absolutely embarrassed them. The Bills did the exact same thing, but I would have like if you asked me who has a better chance to blow the opposing team out, the Bills over the yeah. Patriots or the Rams or the Cardinals, I, I would say 10 out of 10 times it would be the Bills, just because the Patriots' yeah. offense can't really keep up. The two matchups in the regular season for the Rams and Cardinals were both high-scoring, and they were both very close. And this game wasn't close from, like, the first possession. I think it was a three-and-out from the Cardinals, and the, or the, I'm yep. sorry, the Rams. Yeah, three-and-out for the Cardinals. Rams went all the way down the field and scored. Um, I'll tell you what, the Rams have – them and OBJ, McVay and OBJ uh, – it's a it's a perfect marriage there. He seems seems to be smiling a lot more in the football field, making a lot of plays for the Rams. Um, obviously, their run game was back. Cam Akers helped, but uh, we, they got back to their balance. You know, the first drive they really ran the ball a lot, and they were successful with it. A couple holding penalties, but Akers was running well, and it sets up Stafford's play action game, and he can sling it. And if you're going to double team, triple team, cup as the field kind of shortens. OBJ one-on-one in the end zone, they're going to throw that fade to him or a slam pass to him every time. And he just makes it look easy. I mean, he's a great player because I didn't think they were going to blow them out. Um, I got to go with the Rams for that question. 
Yeah, I think the Rams is a great choice there. And I mean, that was Matthew Stafford's first playoff win. So that's a big feat by him and big, big feat and by Odell's. Coach. Yeah, and Odell's first playoff win. Two big feats right there in one game. Ben, I know I told you earlier I was going to go with Kansas City, but I thought about it more on the ride home. I got to go with Buffalo, man. I mean, yeah. look, Buffalo, the way they played all season, it felt like they kind of played with their food and teeter-tottered back and forth between are they this good of a team, are they not? And I think Josh Allen reminded everybody that the regular season, the playoffs are two completely different types of football. Buffalo knew they were making the playoffs. They knew they were this good. They kind of took it easy. Josh Allen busted out his legs and ran all over the Patriots, start the game off. And then on top of that, he threw the ball on them. This Buffalo run game that I've talked shit about all season long, they found the run game and they ran the ball on the Patriots too. I mean, Buffalo kept their pedal to the metal and, and absolutely embarrassed the Patriots. When you watch the Patriots get embarrassed on in national TV in a playoff game like that, it's Bill freaking Belichick by crying out loud, the best coach we've ever seen coach a football team. He got absolutely embarrassed. I mean, Sean McDermott in Buffalo, that was like the swagger, like – I feel like signature win for this Bills franchise. I mean, the Patriots have ran this division for so long. So many people have been saying all kinds of, you know, like, oh, this, that, you know, about the Patriots. And Buffalo had enough, man. A lot of people kept saying, Mac yeah. Jones, he's going to run this division again. Buffalo said, uh uh-uh, man, y'all going to have to do a lot. They embarrassed them. This game was absolutely embarrassing. You could tell the Patriots gave up and wanted no more, and they still ran the score up on him. I mean, anytime you, like you said, anytime you get a flex through muscle on a division opponent like that, that's dominated you, that's ran you, you know, it's been your daddy for that long. It's always a great feeling and a great win. Yeah. The Bills have won the division uh, back-to-back years now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it could be, could be a huge momentum uh, kind of going into the next seasons. Singletary almost got 20 carries in that game. I think he, last time I, he got like anywhere between 15 to 17 carries. So the Bills were willing to run the football. Obviously Josh Allen, always uses his legs a little yeah. bit. Um, he had a completion percentage in freezing temperatures of 50% going into that game. He had more touchdowns thrown in this game, more touchdowns in general yep. than incompletions. That's absolutely insane in the cold weather. He had five touchdowns throwing the football, and he was 21 for 25. You know, Ben, I think we might have talked about this t- about this on last year's podcast a little bit, but I think it's time we bring it back up once again to look at it. The We're going to be in great hands moving forward in football, man. Josh yeah. Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the new Rodgers, Brady, Peyton Manning guys of our era, and, man, are they fun to watch. I mean, j- honestly, I mean, Josh Lam- Allen Lamar, is – Lamar's playing style has a good chance to win multiple MVPs at some point. Exactly. Like, we have great quarterbacks, but especially Josh Allen. Josh Allen – all the, I, I don't want to make this comparison yet because he hasn't won a ring, but he's almost like the LeBron of, of, of NFL. Like he's bigger. He's six five, like two. I don't even know how much he weighs. Like two thirty. You know what I mean? He's six five. He's big boned. I mean, he's an absolute rifle. Like literally, Stephon Diggs says sometimes he throws the ball too hard for them to be able to catch it, and he can run the ball like a running back. Like literally, they were just running straight QB power, and he's taking off for thirty plus yards. I mean, Josh Allen is an absolute freak of nature, and it's almost like he put it on the shelf certain times in the regular season because they didn't want him to get hurt but man he pulled it right back out and that was fun to watch I mean that was absolutely nasty and then from the flip side of things for Mahomes in Kansas City it's like they couldn't run the ball season it was like that they just with a short passing game all of a sudden Jarek McKinnon's their back and runs all over them yeah I mean put this guy in the pro bowl he's been unbelievable (laughs) I I texted um some of my buddies I'll just give it out now because I mean, it's definitely worth it. It said the way that the Chiefs are, have used McKinnon the last couple of weeks, especially today, how can you not throw a prop on him of over and receiving yards 
and to score a touchdown if, if the Chiefs happen to make the Super Bowl. I mean, he's the guy that's never going to be covered. They throw these screen passes, and as soon as they get to the red zone, I mean, how many times have you seen Mahomes throw the ball underhand for a touchdown? Too many like, times. He doesn't, he doesn't even do a shuffle pass, or he just underhanded Kelsey or one yeah. missing McKinnon. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, it's just another guy that teams have to worry about at this point, and it and it sucks for other defenses. But st- this the same formula is there to beat them, right? Don't mm-hmm. get beat over the top and have your pass rush get to Mahomes. I mean, I'll tell you what. One thing I did notice, and I, I might have to go back to see if, uh, just like other games he's played. Every time he rolled to the right in this last game, he was launching the ball downfield. When he goes left, you got to throw it across your body a lot of times. Like it, it, it's just he's more willing. Like if he's rolling left, he's more likely he's going to run it. But if he's going right, you better turn around because someone is wide open down the field and he's launching. Yeah, he's not missing that throw at all. He's so good on the run. Oh yeah, I mean, well him and him and Rogers on the run are like it's like their accuracy doesn't drop at all. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. You know what the good thing is, Ben? Sunday night, kicking off at 8.15 in primetime, or I guess it's 6.30 in primetime. We're going to get to watch that Kansas City Chiefs take on the Bills, man. It's going to be one hell of a football game. I cannot wait for that. I mean, we got the best matchups we could possibly ask for in the next round. It's going to be fun to watch how everything plays out. We'll get to that, as you all know, though, on either Thursday or Friday. We'll keep you all posted on that, but... Ben, is there anything else you want to talk about on football before we shift it, shift over to some basketball? No, it was a good first round. Uh, I'm excited for the for the divisional round. Yeah, it was a nice appetizer to get things warmed up for a nice big old divisional round. Um, ben as well I'll is be keeping ready. up with Saturday. the yeah he's Saturday, keeping it. Nashville's hosting. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Are you going to the game? Or are you going to go out and watch the game or anything? I'm, I'll definitely go out to a game. I don't know. I'm probably not going to get tickets for it, but I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, I'm definitely going to be out for the game. Yeah, I would do the same if I was you too. I'm sure there'll be a ton of Bengals fans. Cincinnati's probably a three-hour, four-hour drive from Nashville, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of Bengals fans down there. It's not like there's anything to do in Cincinnati anyway. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate on Skyline Chili. Oh, no. Hey, Skyline Chili's fire. I've been to Cincinnati before. Skyline Chili is gas, let me tell you. Um. Anyway, guys. Got to get a little NBA in here. NBA is over halfway done with the season now, and I think there's a big topic. Look, guys, Eastern Conference is definitely a two-team race, I would say, between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. We've already seen that play out. We're going to see it probably play out again this year. But in the Western Conference, guys, I'm here to tell you all there's a three-team race. Yes, the Suns are that good. Yes, the Warriors are that good. But there's a third team no one's talking about. That's the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are are absolutely on fire now that they've gotten through their COVID pause and everything. This team currently sits fifth in the conference, but I personally think they're the third best team. Memphis has been hot and whatnot. That's fine. They can have the higher seed. Dallas will deal with anybody they have to face in the playoffs as they beat Memphis by 30 points on Friday night. Dallas, Ben, has the best defense in the NBA since they've gotten everyone healthy over the last three weeks. And even before that, they had a top five defense but now it's even better on top of that Luka Doncic looks like he's finally back in shape 
been. This is a team you don't want to see, man. When you have the defense they have to go along with Luka in a seven-game series, game gets down to a one-possession game, and they have the lead or it's a tie game, you're going to have to you're gonna have to stop Luka. And all I have to say is good freaking luck. We've seen him hit buzzer beaters from half court to win games. That's how good he is. This, this Dallas team is different from last year's. You know, last year's, I felt like they had a lot of different pieces, and they relied on Porzingis too much. Now it's built completely different. They use Porzingis at the center, and they use either Dwight Powell or Maxi Kleber at the four who can help him stretch the floor. Then they have their snipers with now, now that they added Reggie Bullock and Tim Hardaway Jr. And on top of that, you got Dorian Finney-Smith and Jalen Brunson off the bench. I think this Dallas team is stacked and not given enough, not getting enough love. What do you think, Ben? I've liked Brunson forever. Um, as soon as I first He's saw him play his rookie year, I, I thought he could play in the NBA right away. Um, obviously, you watch a lot more NBA than I do. I was actually, when I was in Colorado, a lot of the restaurants had like ESPN on it and, mm-hmm. the, and TNT and the Mavericks have played on uh, television a lot during, you know, their nine and one streak yeah. or, uh, you know, over the last 10 games now. Tell you what, the defense is it's suffocating right now. Um, I, I, you know, I agree with you. Like they're not better than Golden State um, and they're not better than Phoenix. Phoenix is like otherworldly. But back to Luca, like I don't, Luca doesn't care whether, I mean, I'm sure he would rather host a playoff game. Everyone would rather host, but He's already clinched series out on the road, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Didn't he do it in the Staples Center against the Clippers? Yeah, he won two games, and then before he hurt his hand, they were up and two then games. Didn't to he none. do it in the? Didn't he do it in the bubble too, or something? Yeah, in the bubble he did. I mean, ultimately they lost those matchups, but you know he's proven right. that he it, can do it no matter but what. The team, but the but this team this year is better than those teams. I'm just saying he's already clinched games on the road outside yeah. of Dallas. He's clinched multiple games. Exactly. You know I. I think he'd rather host. Obviously, you would rather mm-hmm. host. Um, but yeah, they're playing great ball. I mean, it's like you mentioned when we first started; it's only halfway through, so you got to finish in the second half. I, I, you know, there's teams they'll get it together. I mean, I would imagine the Lakers get it together at some point. They're sitting there at 500. Do you think they're going to finish 500 the regular? Like, you know, uh, be honest with you. I'm be honest with you. I don't think the Lakers will do better than the sixth seed in the West. I think where they're at right now is about their peak on the season. I just think that Westbrook, I mean, Davis, we don't know if he's going to come back. And even if he is, is Davis going to be able to hold up? I mean, he always gets injured. Who's not to say Typically he's just going to have Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, I just don't think Westbrook works with this team, man. LeBron needs to be the one centered guy. They need another shooter to stretch the floor. It just feels like it's not coming together for the Lakers this year. And unless, I mean, it's going to be damn hard for them to find someone to trade for Russell Westbrook. I mean, unless they can find a way to off Russell Westbrook, I just really don't see things getting together. And look, I don't think it's because Westbrook's a bad player. I mean, when you play the way he does, your game's not going to age well once you get to the 30s, which is where he's at at this point in his career. And on top of that, I think this is a terrible fit for him. You know, he needs shooters out, like around him rather than the Lakers really don't have any shooters. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, why, are, why are teams just as good, if not better, without – not every team is. yeah. Also, too, like, you know, it, it looks worse. The wizard, still. the wizard, the wizard, have been fine without Westbrook. Absolutely. No, I see that. I mean, the way- they he they made the playoffs with him, but mm-hmm. I just they, they weren't going to do anything. I mean, like the Wizards have been just fine. No one talks about them. I mean, they're they're two games above five hundred, so they're not going to get talked about a ton. But like, I feel like they're better without him. The Rockets never tried to be better without Westbrook, so we don't know. Um. I mean, Oklahoma City never tried because they dismantled and acquired 5,000 first-round draft picks. So, yeah, I just 
the Lakers were better last year without Westbrook. They're clearly worse with him. Like, he's a great player. Yeah. But he doesn't fit a lot of teams, apparently. No, see, I think that's the thing. Like, he's so specialized, you know. That See, I feel like when you don't have – See, like Westbrook, his paint skills and like his like passing and stuff is off the charts, but his shooting is terrible. You know what I mean? I feel like when you're not a balanced player like that, when you have skills that like they like way over, like we're a superstar at certain skills. You know what I mean? But you're terrible at like one skill. I feel like that that's right. When it gets, but you have to have a specific supporting supporting cast, or else it will be exposed. I don't know why he can't and why teams can't control his shooting. Like I just, he, I just feel like he's it's like not, a, he's not, the, he's not the type of player that's going to shoot out of a slump. Yeah, I feel like it's almost you know? like, like a like 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 a swagger, like you know, it's like a personal like respect thing. Like if teams are going to no, leave I mean, you wide I open like that. that, you have to shoot it. You know, I get that, but him blowing past someone and dunking all like he dunked all over Gobert last night. He's all oh my sports gosh, center. yeah. People are like, he's back. He that's what he does best. He's the best point guard. In the last, I don't even know how many years, at dunking the basketball and mm-hmm. blowing past someone and dunking. He's incredible at that. He can be a terrific basketball player that turns a lot of like positive uh, player minuses and, and gets his teams a lot more wins if he just stays to his game. Go for like, I don't know, 12, 13, and like eight. You do that every game, score 12 points, but score 12 quality points and then. What happened to his defense? He used to like lead the league in steals, and now he's yeah. Looked, him and Trey Young are like the same player. They don't even look whoa, like they whoa, try whoa. On Trey's defense. actually been playing defense the last couple nights, and that's he why the stays. team's been playing better. He's been playing a lot better defense the last couple nights. Yeah, for now he can't do it for eighty-two games a year. He can't yeah. even do it for sixty games a year. Yeah, but also too when you play the way Trey. I mean, think about it though. Trey's not on the team to play defense. Trey's on the team to do everything else. You know, like that's what the if other you're on guys the court, are for. You, you play hard on both ends of the floor. I'm not saying you have to be great at them, but Trey gets backdoored a lot. That tells me he's not even paying attention. Yeah, I mean, at the same time though, I would. I, I'm I'm okay with Trey letting people score because of what he does on offense. You know what I mean? I think you can live with it if what for, for what he does for the rest of the team. Just think but, that's unfair to put the pressure on everyone else. I'm just saying when your team's giving up 115, 116 points a game, which it's lowered now that they finally won a game. Everyone's the problem when you're giving up that many points. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you that. But anyway, back to the Mavericks. But the Mavericks on this win streak, which makes it even more impressive. Mavericks beat the Bulls. They, I didn't beat the Bulls either. They throttled Correct. them by 14 points in a game that was never even close. I mean, they beat the Grizzlies by by another uh, 20 plus points, and they beat the Warriors by 17 plus. This Mavericks defense is legit, guys. This is the type of team that you do not want to see in the playoffs when they have a supporting cast like this and a guy like Luca who can hit the big time shots. Dallas is playing their best basketball at the right time of the season. I'm telling you guys, I think Dallas has a good, good chance here to be there when everything's left over. I think Dallas, like, I think when you look at these conferences, like, at the end of the day, Phoenix is playing good basketball. Phoenix is not really going to lose in the regular season because they're deep and whatnot. But Chris Paul is known to come up short in the big situations. Dallas gets in a tight series with them. They can always edge him out. I mean, I think Golden State, we're yet to see the best version of Golden State still. Kaminga has been playing well ever since. I mean, Golden State could make a huge move at the trade deadline. I would be more scared of them. But, I mean, 
And that when in the Eastern Conference flip side of things, I just feel like that there's no way it's not going to be Milwaukee or Brooklyn. I mean, we watched Brooklyn go into Chicago and absolutely embarrass them on their home floor. I mean, we've basically whenever Chicago steps up in class to play a team, they lose. Like they got embarrassed by the Warriors on a back to back. Now Levine did get hurt, but they were already down by 20 when Levine got hurt. You know, like I just feel like every time we see Chicago. Yeah, exactly. I I always say it like you got to learn how to win before you win. The Bulls haven't gone through that together yeah. i mean obviously derozan knows how to win but levine hasn't won much in his career lonzo hasn't won much uh yeah. obviously caruso's there uh who won a championship but like the bucks clearly know how to win together it's basically mm-hmm. their team that won a ring and miami's had veterans on their team forever i mean and yeah. they've done it before they've, they've gone deep and they went to the uh nba finals so the bulls will go like they're a really good team and they could go really far but like yeah, I'm not going to predict they're going to win the East or win or win the East in the playoffs. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. I didn't even think about it from a from that perspective of experience. I mean, outside of DeRozan and Caruso, pretty much nobody on this team's ever played in the playoffs. The coach doesn't even have a ton of like he's got a no, lot. Billy, of Billy Donovan's been in the playoffs a decent bit, you know, but he's never won Bill big Clemson games. Did, but yeah. yeah. But, but I do agree with you. He's never won big games. Now, he did in college when he's at Florida, obviously. He's two-time right. champion back-to-back. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think this Bulls team, it definitely does show. And I I think you – I don't know if you remember or not, but when we did our preseason predictions, I mean, I said I thought the Bulls would be top three in the East, but I said they were a fake playoff team. So, no, I still kind of stand by that. But, tr- but trust me, guys, this year's Knicks is the Cavs. I promise you all, in the playoffs, they will not win a series, and they'll probably get knocked out in five or six games. What is uh, What do you kind of buy into, like, when a team loses – his best player, but the team gets better. Like, what do you read much into that? Because, I mean, like, I'm not going to say, like, Colin Sexton, I, I think he's a terrific NBA yeah. player. But the Cavs are, like, Garland is so much better without Sexton. Um, and Sexton's not a pass-first guard. He's definitely a, a shooting, you know, he's a yeah. scoring guard. Yeah, I mean, see, I thought think since they've lost Ricky Rubio now, they've gotten a little bit worse just because I thought they were a little deep when they lost Sexton. I think now it's going to be hard. I, I, I think the Cavs will definitely lose more games now that they don't have Rubio especially. But, I mean, it definitely it's definitely been interesting how they've played next man up. I don't think, though, it should be a knock on the player, you know, because, like, I mean, shit, we've seen tons of teams. I mean, look at Kevin Durant. He still almost went to the finals without James Harden or Kyrie Irving. You know, like, I think at the end of the day, it's just next, next man up. And you got to keep in mind that everybody's a professional. I mean, we saw Nick Foles win the, win the Super Bowl, you know, as a backup quarterback. I think, I think that we fail read too much into how good players are. And we don't think of how good teams are and how good coaching is, you know, because good coach who gets a whole entire team to buy in, that's completely different. You know, if the, if you go out there and play, I really think it's confidence, you know, the Cavs have seen they can beat everybody and they still play with that same level of confidence. But I think it would definitely too, though, you know, in a long regular season, like the NBA, it is what it is. If you, if you try and play with a ton of effort, you can win a lot of games, but once you get to the playoffs, you'll see the difference between effort and skill. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, anything else we should talk about before we get out of here, Ben? I'm good. That's all. You know, it's a crazy thing to think about, Ben, before we get out of here. Uh, eight Sundays from now, we'll be watching, I guess now it's seven Sundays from now, we'll be watching the the bracket presentation. So we got, oh my some, God. Yeah, we got March Madness coming here soon. It's about time we study up. Um, yeah, my probably, team is struggling. Probably like a week or two before conference championship, we might have a college basketball topic or two. Not, I mean, college basketball guys outside of March Madness, really nobody tunes in to listen to that. So we probably won't talk much college basketball outside of that. But 
anyway, we appreciate everyone who tuned in with us today. We'll be back on be back later in the week to do Pixpod, and we'll talk to you all again soon.